1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
2: Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter... Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah. I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this
0: room? Yes. We're in it.
2: And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lane. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan.
3: Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday. Uh, Just a reminder, we we announced this earlier in the show. We now have the date. I texted Sprague. Uh, The fantasy football draft is back. It is going to be Wednesday, August 22nd. At 6 p.m., we are not sure of a location yet, Um, but we have been doing two leagues the last couple of years. And uh, if you would like to be involved in either league, mine or Rashad's, uh, text into the Better You Today text line 55305 with your email address and your first and last name, and we'll add you to the list, and we'll reach out to all you guys when we fill out the leagues. So if you're interested, again, Better You Today text line 55305. Send us your email. Send us your first and last name, the key is you have to be able to go. You have to be able to go on August 22nd, Wednesday, at 6 o'clock to the draft. Uh, bring your laptop with you. It's an in-person draft, but we do it on the laptop, and uh, that'll be uh, the the one stipulation. So make sure you can go pretty please. Let's continue our NFL preview. We are starting in the East this week. We just talked some Patriots last segment. I want to slide down the AFC slightly to... Two teams who have drafted rookie quarterbacks and uh, two teams who, if the Patriots have Tom Brady retire and Bill Belichick retire, could overtake them. And to me, that's the jets and the bills. And I'm kind of ignoring the dolphins. Cause I'm not really sure what the dolphins plan is. I don't really have a lot of storylines behind the dolphins. Uh, I know Tana Hill's back and I guess he's the starter, but he's never been healthy and he's always been kind of good, but kind of not good. I, I don't really understand what the dolphins are doing, but I'm really excited about the jets behind Sam Darnold. Um, he just signed his rookie deal. Finally, he's back into training camp now. And out of all the quarterbacks who were drafted this year, he's the guy I think is going to have the most success in the NFL. Um, out of the Baker Mayfield's Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold group. I think it's Sam Darnold. That's going to have the most success in the NFL. And, I kind of, there's something in me that thinks he might be special. He might be kind of like that. First, the first time you see him play, it's like the Deshaun Watson feeling of last year. Like, whoa, this guy's really good. And we didn't think he was going to be quite this good. That's kind of how I feel he's going to be with the Jets. Now the Jets have not been that good for a while. They have not had the best talent uh, on either side of the ball for a while. But like I said, last segment, if you got a great quarterback, a lot of that other stuff goes away. That guy is able to win games by himself. And I think that Sam Darnold is that special. And I'm very excited to see him play uh, this year, whenever that is.
1: I think Sam Darnold is really good. I think there's still some things that, you know, as a quarterback, he kind of has to work out, like, mechanically. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a quarterback guru. But he does still have a kind of a, a weird release. And he... He does have a little Brett Favre in him, and sometimes it's the bad Brett Favre, the one that throws into double and triple coverage, you know, Brett Favre. So uh, if you're a, a Jets fan, I think you should be really excited about this young guy because he he is a, man, he, he's a gunslinger. You know, he's, he's one of those guys that wants to go out there and try his best to make a play. If you watched him at USC, then you know how good he was. My issue is I wonder how defensive-minded Todd Bowles is what he's put around Sam Darnold to help him be successful because you talk about hot seats man his is hot right now too like there was a lot of expectations from Todd Bowles coming in a couple years ago to really take this Jets team to the next level um I think he had that first good year with uh you know when when the Jets had Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall and they broke the uh, receiving touchdowns in the season for for the Jets and everything that was a, a really promising year. And then last year they just kind of fell flat on their face. And so, what are you going to do with this young guy? This is you don't want to have a Brown situation to where you you've got this young quarterback and no way to groom him to be great, and he could end up looking really really JV if they don't do everything in their power to make sure that they develop this young man. That's that's my only thing right now when players go to defensive minded coaches, it's like, man, how are you going to learn to be great? Like you look at all the rookie quarterbacks that went to offensive minded coaches and people that knew what they were doing. And what do you know? They end up thriving and flourishing, you know? So what is, what are they going to do with Sam Darnold? That's, that's my big question.
3: Well, they do have a young receiver in Robbie Anderson, who, although uh, been in trouble once or twice and not most consistent, he was really good last year. And I, I mean, I, like, this is the case with a lot of teams. It's going to be down to how they draft. Because if they're going to get an elite quarterback in Sam Darnold or at least a, a top good quarterback in Sam Darnold, they still need to put a team around him. There's only so much he'll be able to do by himself. And I, I I I say I think a great quarterback by themselves can add four or five wins, but you need other other talent around you. You need a defense that's going to be able to stop the other team, and their defense has been uh, fading in recent years. But they also have drafted some, some guys recently, and they uh, – you know, drafted Jamal Adams with their first pick last year at LSU, the safety, and they got Tremaine Johnson as an unrestricted free agent this year uh, after the Rams cut him as a corner. So, you know, they're doing some things on the defensive side of the ball that are it's going to help them. They also got Morris Claiborne, if you remember from the Cowboys, uh, who was an undrafted free agent. So they're, they're adding good players that they can hopefully build around there. I just think that they'll, they're the team, in my opinion, that jumps the Patriots when Belichick and Brady leave. That's the team. As much as the Bills, as much as I like the Bills, and I do like the Bills, uh, I, like I always say on the show, I, I went to Syracuse. A lot of my good friends from there are Bills fans, so I kind of got a soft spot for them. I, I don't trust the way, I don't trust the way the Bills are run <laughs> into into making that team a good team. Drafting Josh Allen, hey, maybe he'll be good, but I think he's the worst of the five quarterbacks drafted in the first round this year. Um, currently behind AJ McCarran. they've got Lashawn McCoy, but. Maybe he beat his girl really bad, and he probably shouldn't be on the team anymore. If that was the case, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the Bills do a very good job of building their team.
1: <laughs> no, and they're dealing with some, you know, some changes on defense again. You maybe Shady really beat up his girl the, uh, that bad, so he's got his legal situation. Um, if you ever needed a star right now, this is the time. If you're Buffalo. Uh, and that's where you insert Josh Allen. Like, maybe, because we we can all say, I don't think it's A.J. McCarron. I think he played well for his time that he had to come in and play for the Bengals, but for the most part, I don't think A.J. McCarron's going to be that star that he was in Alabama. Josh Allen, however, man, has, checks every box for the most part. So we'll see if he's able to go out there with, you know, with with some of those receivers and some of those weapons that, that Buffalo has, you know, and this is, Assuming that Shady is able to play for for this season, uh, you've got some weapons there. You know, I think Charles Clay, he's still he's yeah still he's a build. still there. I think um, they they I mean, what Jesse Charles Clay isn't terrible
0: <laughs> for the eight
1: games he plays every season. <laughs> I mean, he's not terrible. Well, you know, there's four touchdowns for him. Oh my
0: know. gosh! Like your number one can't run all the routes. He's just he's not a prototypical number one. He's big, but. Kind of lumberingly slow. Kelvin, Kelvin. Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. Um, the the guy you drafted last year. I can't remember his name right now. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. There we go. Had one brilliant game and then everything else was a total disaster for him his rookie season. Uh my, you just what what are you giving Josh Allen to work with if you run him out there? Uh you're giving him a lot of sacks. I mean, and A.J. McCarron, what were you thinking signing with this team? Like, there is literally nothing to throw the ball to. I, mean, I guess you could just keep peppering Kelvin Benjamin because he's gigantic. That's the one thing you got going for him. Your number one receiver is gigantic, and for that respect, he's typically as long as, you get to, as long as you get to the red zone, you should have a chance. But th- this team is a mess going into the regular season. Once again, with the, the shady McCoy situation, Kelvin Benjamin calling out Cam Newton in the Panthers. And I wish I never was drafted by him. Uh, I'm sorry, but you know, I you had a decent run there in Carolina. You couldn't stay healthy in Carolina. Another guy that can't stay healthy there in, in Buffalo M- knee issues, basically since he came into the league, Philadelphia is a mess. We got a break
3: coming up next. Let's switch to the NFC East. How good are the Eagles? Just how filthy is this Eagles team? That's next here on The Fan.
2: Sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
3: In the NFC, there are a couple of teams who are a stretch above the rest. You've got the Philadelphia Eagles, you've got the Minnesota Vikings, you've got the Los Angeles Rams, and I think that's it. I think those three, in my opinion, are basically the elite teams in the NFC. And as much as I love the Rams, and we'll talk about them, and as much as I like the Vikings, I think this Eagles team is built to destroy the NFL this year. They, they have perfectly worked their salary cap where they have a ton of good young players under controllable, affordable deals. They've got, as long as he can come back from this injury, effectively, the best young quarterback. And Carson Wentz. They've got great receivers. They've got a solid offensive line. They've got a great defense. I don't I don't see how, and they're in an easy division, in my opinion, in the NFC East. I don't see how the Eagles don't make it to the NFC title game this year. The only way I see that is if Carson Wentz just doesn't return to form and it get, or gets hurt again. That's the only way I could see that, I suppose. But I, I think this team is basically a shoo-in to make it to the NFC championship game. That's how good I think the Eagles are. That's how well built I think this team is, and they've got these guys on deals. Like they're not, when the deals are up, then that's when the the team will have to make decisions. But for now, for I think a couple more years,
1: they're they're solid. I I like the Eagles. Um, I'm supposed to hate them just because I'm, I'm a Pats fan, but uh, this team, like you said, they're they're top to bottom. I think they're among the best in the league. You know the the Eagles, like you said, you mentioned the Rams. Uh, that, that te- I think the other NFC team you might have missed is New Orleans. Mm. I think New Orleans has the, the the potential to be one of those top three, top four teams in the NFC this year. However, I'm with you. I think Philadelphia is going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I just don't see especially once Carson Wentz actually comes back. If not, you've seen Nick Foles knows the offense enough and knows how to go out there and run it. We, we tend to forget that he's had a lot of success in Philadelphia prior to being the backup to Carson Wentz. You know, here's a guy who went, like, what was it, 13 and, you know, or threw like 28 touchdowns in one pick, you know, his his second year or rookie year or whatever it was under Chip Kelly. So he's had some success in the NFL, so he knows how to be, I guess, the leader of a team. I guess my, my question is because it's still such a young team, will they be able to bounce back from winning the Super Bowl? Sometime we've seen that be an issue for guys they've come out and had this great season and then they just can't capitalize on it because everybody's got your number now at this point last year for the eagles nobody was really checking for you you know they started the season at what six and oh seven and zero, and then you had everyone's attention well this year everybody circled your name on their schedule they know that you're coming and there's going to be no surprises for a lot of those guys so will they be able to have the same success i think they'll still be good will they go 13 and three again probably not but I do see a, a eleven and 11, six, 11 and five, oh. uh, twelve and four. Like I think that's a good number. I think thirteen and three is really asking a lot of this still really young team. To be honest, I could see them going thirteen and three again because
3: you get a full season. Uh, you can say what you want about them. You get a full season of Jahjie as your starting running back, and he is the complete polar opposite of your other running backs that you have in small and Sproles. So you've got a perfect complementary. Uh, running back by committee, if you want to use it like that, where you've got the power guy, you've got the speed guy, you've got the pass-catching guy, all working together. As long, Again, injuries, of course, can derail any of this. But right now, all working together to create a perfect running back situation for them. You've got multiple receivers who have proven that they are effective receivers. Oh, and you added Mike Wallace, who is a great deep threat. Um, you've got Alshon Jeffrey, who is the power possession guy, who can also run deep routes and you finally got the breakout season you were looking for at least in part from Nelson Aguilar, the USC product that you've now got a great receiving core. You got Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in the league. Like, like I you're, you're I right. I can they, very easily see this being another 13 and 3 team and a lot of that and we can we can
1: transition to to that is the rest of the NFC East is not that impressive to Well, me. but but as I as I look at the the Philadelphia schedule this year, they've got some nasty teams with their, their first game is um you know they have Atlanta. They'll play the Vikings. Then they'll play the, the the Jaguars in that defense. They'll play the Saints. They'll play the Rams. They'll play the Texans. Like they've got some teams on here that are that are could all make a Super Bowl run. The and negative so, of
3: finishing in first in your division. And there you go.
1: And so now you now that you're gonna have a first place schedule, we're gonna see what you, if you're if you're actually that good. We've seen tons of teams. That's why we have to really respect. What the Patriots have been able to do through their through their run, and also what the Seahawks were able to do through their run, because here's a team that won their division over and over again, yet and still kept making playoff runs and making their way all the way there. That's there's something to be said about a team that can do that. Are the Eagles and this young team, this young coach, are they going to have the the moxie, I guess, to step out there and? go into new Orleans and beat that nasty defense and go into LA and beat up on the Rams, then play against Deshaun Watson in week 16 and go and win. Those are, these are games that they have to win. Are they going to be able to beat the Vikings? Like there's some nasty teams that they have to play against. And, you know, so that's why I think, man, 11 and five, 12 and four, I think that's doable, but to ask them to go 13 and three, 14 and two, I think is reaching for, for any team.
0: I, this team is filthy. There, are, there are a couple of filthy teams in the league this year. Um, basically, all of them are in the NFC. Um, you know, they 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 aren't just a high-powered offense. They aren't a high-powered defense. They're just a well-balanced, high-powered team. You know, Philadelphia Eagles, LA Rams. I'll put the 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 Saints in there. Um, teams that you just don't want to face. Don't forget the Vikings. Vikings are in there for sure. Um, They have to play all these. teams. Exactly. (laughs) And and so uh, all these teams have a tough schedule. I don't see them having the exact same years last year. Last year was when these teams played each other, it was kind of a round-robin situation. Um, None of these teams really dominated each other. So Philly, uh, running that... That more college-like system, it's different than most teams run in the NFL. They've had an entire season, an entire off-season to look over this film. I think it's still going to be super high power. There's too many weapons there to stop it, but I think it can be slowed down. I think there, there are things that other teams can do to get one over on the Philadelphia Eagles. They got a tough schedule and it just doesn't happen back to back. So I think they're going to be a top team in the NFC East. They, they should probably be in the NFC championship game or vying for it. But in the end, I'd probably put them in there at 11 to 12 wins. Like I, th- I think they drop back a game or two. So the NFC
3: East though, as, as we're saying is not the best um, out of the three we haven't discussed Dallas, New York, and Washington. We all agree. The worst is probably the Redskins right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Alex Smith is not as good as uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, He is good, and he will do a fine job, but he is not as good. But the rest of that team is uh, complete garbage. (laughs) So sorry, Redskins fans. You're going to have a tough season ahead of you. I think the Giants are better than the Redskins this year for one reason. They got a running back. They got Saquon Barkley, who by all accounts is going to be an absolute beast, who might be better than Leonard Fournette was in his first year. And, you know, Fournette got hurt for a bit as well. But remember, Fournette burst onto the scene in Jacksonville, and I i was so wrong about that. I thought he was going to suck. Um, he was great, and I think Barkley is just that much better. The Giants' biggest issue the last few years has been a complete and utter lack of running game mm-hmm. and injuries. They've got Odell Beckham back. He is at training camp now, um, and they've got an elite rookie running back in Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants are going to be much better this year, and then that leaves the Dallas Cowboys, who... You know, as long as guys stay out of trouble and stay healthy, they'll be fine. I don't think they're super great. Um, El- Ezekiel Elliott's awesome, Il-a-la-il-a, as I would say. Um, Dak Prescott's got approved for me consistently now. Mm-hmm. His first year was very good. His second year was not so good. Um, they still got a great offensive line, one of the best in the league, so that'll help, of course. But their defense is not super great, in my opinion, and their wide receiver core is definitely not good, in my opinion. So, uh they they and the Giants, I think, are going to be that kind of eight 8-8 and eight range like we always see in the NFC East. And then I think the Redskins are going to be like 3-13 <laughs> and 13 or
1: something. Yeah, I think the Giants have the potential to be the second-best team in the NFC East this year. Uh, you really saw what not having Odell Beckham Jr. on the field did for them. It changed their entire offense. If you thought they didn't have a run game before, they really they didn't have anything after uh, OBJ kind of went out. Um they got Sanquan Barkley, and by all accounts, everything I've seen from camp or from uh, reading about camp, he he's looked good. Uh, he's definitely looked the part. Uh, I think you're finally at a point to where I think they're starting to try to put things around Eli. That hasn't happened on offense. You've never really had uh, a great receiving core. You never really had a great run game. I think you know Tiki Barber was his last really really good um, running back. So. I think this team has the potential to, to be, to be much better. Don't forget Brandon Jacobs. Oh, excuse me. Brandon Jacobs. Can't <laughs> forget about him. I'm with you. I think Washington is going to be pretty bad. Washington, they, while they bring back a couple key dudes on defense, they also have like had like the worst run game or run stopping defense in the league last year. That's definitely a problem. Alex Smith is not better than, uh, Kirk cousins. Uh, we've talked about that on this show. Um, you know, but again, you got Josh Norman, you got Zach Brown, and Ryan Kerrigan. Like you've got some guys on defense, but again, you, you couldn't stop anybody. You couldn't stop the run last year, so I think this is going to be a really, really tough year for uh, Washington fans. But uh, and the, then there's those those good old Cowboys, uh, America's other team. And uh, I just I don't know. Is that a Man, shot at they, the Cowboys? I think they'll be better. America's I think, others. Team. Yeah, they're they're the other team. You know, uh, I think I think when I'll say America's team is Pittsburgh. Like, I mean, it's just it's just the blue collar, all that stuff, man. Dallas is not America's team anymore. Uh, just saying. Um, Dallas is a mess. Dallas is a mess. You know, but I think they can. Uh, but they've got Dak and Ezekiel Elliott. And there you go. And that's what I was going to say. in last year, with without Zeke for a couple of games, they were still able to go 9-7. and seven. And so this is a team that I think you give them their star running back behind that offensive line, uh, behind Dak Prescott, who even though he says silly stuff, um, he needs to he be better. Still, he can still be an okay uh, quarterback. So, I mean, I, th- I think they can be a little bit better. You add Alan Hearns, you know, this season, who mm, could be good, could be could be trash. We don't know yet. But um, I think Dallas could be second or third in the in this NFC East. But overall, I think we all agree, man, that the team to beat is Philadelphia, and then there's everyone else.
3: So the East are Philly and New England and everybody else. Yes. That's kind of how it is. Uh, so – Next week, I'm out next week. What are you? What are you going to preview next week? Which the divisions are you going to choose?
1: Ooh, well, I should probably try to find a co-host first. Uh, but I think we're going to go. We can go. We can go the Souths. The, South, Souths, the Souths. Yeah, the Souths. Okay. I suppose okay. that's a good idea.
3: All right. So NFC, AFC South coming up next week. A little Marcus Mariota talk. Mm-hmm. Little New Orleans Saints chatter. Yeah. Uh, Carolina Panthers in that as well and the Texans. Don't forget about I I'm going to forget about the Texans a lot this year because they have not been good for a bit, but I can't cuz as long as Sean Watson's healthy, that team is I'm good. Not, I'm
1: not going to forget about the Texans. The Texans have uh they, they still got JJ Watt who's coming back this year. They played well last year without JJ Watt in the mix. Uh Clowney Clowney finally looks like the guy that should have been the number that was the number 1 overall pick. Like all of a sudden this team looks like they could be they could they could do something. They had a killer receiving core last year before the quarterback went down. I think the Texans are easily the best team in the mm. AFC South. And Andrew Luck is playing
3: again. That's interesting. And, so that's, and Luck is back. So. That's going to be next week. So make sure you tune in then. Coming up next, we've got Hater to Love it. But first, Jesse's got Sports Center.
2: weekends were made for sports this is sports sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan you know what that music means it's time for hate it or love it
3: i believe i did win last week so if we're going to change it to choosing when you get to go i'm going to go second again so do you know the words (laughs) of this song uh yeah i think so let's hear it five six seven eight yeah no not off the top of my head i i know envy me i'm the raps mvp something like that yeah you're close yeah That's i I used to listen to this album a lot so I, I probably hot. would have been able to recall it better but no not right now this album's dope okay it's dope
0: all right we all ready we, we are. are ready we love this album i think we Docu- a, kind of a consensus
1: there documentary Great, great, great um, album.
0: I guess I should probably bring up the points on our little page over here so I can dish out them points to you guys because, uh, you know, we need lots of points. Um, I can't even find it. My screen went black, so I can't help. Oh, you. I was just about to say, hey, you want to help me out here? <laughs> No, my <laughs> right. screen's black. I don't
3: know what, what it's gone. All <laughs> I don't right, know what happened.
0: all right. We're ready to rock and roll. Okay, um, we're gonna start off. It, we're we're gonna do NFL today. It's just been an NFL heavy show, and it's gonna go that way probably from here on out. I know you
3: are quite excited about that.
0: I'm pretty, pretty stoked. Um, let's see here. Let's start with uh, something that was bring up brought up on the morning roast this this uh, this morning by a Jets reporter. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I just heard it, and then I lost it. Um, so anyways, he had this to say about the Jets um, and the coming season. Assuming I can actually get this to play. And it won't play. Uh, yes, oh. I agree with that. I don't think
3: anyone... We were predicting gloom and doom last year, like 1-15. They won five games I think they're definitely more talented than that right now. Uh, I'm seeing about a seven
0: win team. Uh, you know, if, if everything goes right and the quarterback position produces at a high level, you know, they could be in the playoff conversation. But playoff conversation, love or hate? The New York Jets have done enough in the offseason to become a contender for the playoffs this
1: season. Oh, hey. I'm tr- as I'm trying to get there, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would still, you know, I, I would still kind of hate it. Um, I really don't know what they did this offseason or who they added to their team outside of uh, Sam Darnold. Um, I know they got some guy doing data in the, uh, from Ivy Leagues in their front office now. So I think if there has been some <laughs> some some numbers crunch, I, I guess they could win a few more games. But last year we thought the Jets were going to be awful. I think we, we said that they were going to be tanking, and the season started with them winning a few games and completely ignoring the whole tank thing that they were going about. Um, then they went ahead and got Sam Darnold, and I think that might change a lot for them, depending on how Todd Bowles is able to use them. I'm not sure. I, I think I, as I look at their schedule, yes, I see them. They can actually be a very good team. They, they got Their first few games are against the Lions, Dolphins, and Browns, so that could be a 2-1 and start, and then they play the Jaguars, broncos colts you know so there, there could be about four wins to start their season which could be a really good thing uh for this young team and for this you know presumably presumably we're thinking the sam Darnold is going to be uh the starter for this team the season ends on a, a a pretty tough note for them having to play the uh the patriots the texans the packers you know a couple times so that might be kind of be a sour point but for the most part i think the jets can be a little bit better than they were this year
3: I'm going to say hate because I don't think they're going to be a playoff contender this year, although I do think they will be improved as we discussed last segment. Um, the schedule, like Rashad said at the end, is a little bit tougher, and they do have some decent teams on the schedule. Remember, they have to play the Patriots twice. They're going to have to play the Texans. they got the Packers. So they're going to have some tough games in there. The, the reason I say no to the playoff aspect of it is, interestingly enough, as much as we have laughed at this division the last few years, the AFC South... I think is going to be a really interesting division for wild card potential teams. You have a healthy Andrew Luck. You've got the Texans with Deshaun Watson. You've got Marcus Mariota one more year further forward with the new head coach, who hopefully will use him in an offensive way uh, that that fits him better under Mike Vrabel. And uh, and don't forget, you got the Jaguars, who have one of the best, if not the best, defense in the NFL. I think you're going to see one of those years this year in the AFC where both wildcard teams come from one division because you know who's at the top of the North. You know who's at the top of the East. and the West, you pretty sure you know who's at the top, but I'm not sure that division is going to be super great this year. So I don't think the Jets are going to contend for the playoffs just because of how strong the AFC South looks this year. But better, yes.
0: I like that, you. Uh, the last point of saying... Two teams in the AFC coming from one division. I agree with that. I think that the AFC is just such a, a weak conference in general that yeah. uh, you can have one division really stand out and take uh, both the, the wild card spots. Uh, moving on in hate it or love it. Uh, you guys remember this guy named David Johnson? I do. Yeah. People forget about him because you got Ezekiel, Elliott, Levy, and Bell. Todd Gurley was amazing. Kareem Hunt came out and led the league in rushing his rookie season. And all along, there was this guy who last year came in saying, hey, I want 1,000 yards rushing. I want 1,000 yards receiving. Eh, it didn't work out. Broke his wrist. Has the same goal this year. 1,000 yards rushing. 1,000 yards receiving. Love or hate. David Johnson will remind everybody he is a top five back this season. And will lead all RBs in fantasy points. Mm. Yeah, I went fantasy with this one. That's a double-edged sword. Mm. Uh,
1: I'm gonna love it. Um, David Johnson didn't miss last season with a knee injury. He didn't tear his ACL. He didn't have a hip, you know, a hip flexor or anything like that that really affect his ability to run the ball. He had a. Uh, a broken hand, which absolutely will heal. Uh, he was one of the best uh, running backs catching the ball out of the backfield and that's why he was he, why he's hoping for a thousand yards receiving. He's also one of the best uh, running backs uh, in the league and I think he's just behind Le'Veon Bell as the as, as the top running back in the NFL at this point. Uh, he's got a young quarterback in Josh Rosen who I think is going to be able to use use him as, as a weapon especially in, in the bubble screen or especially uh, in an in actual just running the screen that's what's a, which is a really effective play uh for a lot of young quarterbacks so i think he can be some and david johnson's also money you can line up if you decide to go five wide receivers and see if he can make plays against a slower linebacker or something like that so i do think he can definitely do that um nobody's really expecting much from the cardinals so anything at this point is an upgrade
3: You know what's interesting about this is I kind of want to say both love and hate because there's a little double question in there. Uh, I love that he can get a 1,000 and a 1,000. I really do. I think that he is such a talent, and as long as he is healthy, he's going to be the guy on the Arizona Cardinals, and he's going to take a lot of snaps and catch a lot of passes and run the ball a ton. And if he's healthy, he'll be able to do that. But I'm going to say hate for the number one fantasy running back because this year the running back position is top loaded with a ton of guys who could be – amazing this year which is the first time in a while we've been able to say that about the running back position in fantasy football you cannot forget about Le'Veon Bell you cannot forget about Todd Gurley and how great he was last year you cannot forget about Ezekiel Elliott as long as he's playing the entire season he can be an elite guy don't forget you have Alvin Kamara who now doesn't have Ingram in front of him for four games this year who is going to have his sophomore season after being explosive in year number one you got Kareem Hunt who was explosive in year number one last year Saquon Barkley who we talked about there's a ton of guys, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple as well. Uh, Melvin Gordon, another one, who can very easily take that number one crown, so I do not want to give it to David Johnson immediately. So I'll say
0: love for the 1,000-thousand, uh, but hate for number one running back. All right. just going to give you guys a little uh, heads up going uh, into the final round. Rashad's got a one-point lead. Yes. Kidoki. Uh Time to get my... Uh, debating pants on let's go this one was uh from last week i i kind of left it there I've, I've started making a list of all my ideas and highlighting what we've done and you know that way i could come back and maybe revisit something so this is a little bit older story and maybe something you didn't even hear about it was kind of an obscure story in the nfl uh having to do with antonio brown tweeting des bryant To come and play in Pittsburgh. Oh, I did
3: see this. Yeah.
0: Des Bryant has contended. He has to play for a contender. He, like, that's a prerequisite. The only other team he's really being connected to right now is Cleveland, which I don't think anybody's going to say is an actual contender despite the good moves they made in the offseason. We've seen this before with Cleveland. Love or hate? AB tweet Des to join the team in Pittsburgh will turn into a reality.
1: Love, I think if there's any franchise not named the Bengals is going to take a chance on any knucklehead players, I think it would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers have the probably one of the few player coaches in the entire league and Mike Tomlin. Uh, Mike Tomlin, we all know him to be a really loose coach and everything like that. But he's also somebody the players really relate to and respect very much, which is much to the, I guess, dismay of, of a lot of writers and pundits and people that do it. Uh, the old fashioned way, you add him to this receiving core in Pittsburgh, and holy hell, all of a sudden with Juju Smith Schuster on one side and Antonio Brown on the other side, and then you throw in a Des Bryant right there, you name a group of corners or a group of uh, DBs that's able to match up with anything they're able to do. And oh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell still coming out of the backfield, maybe catching balls for them. I think if that were a reality, the Pittsburgh Steelers instantly go from the top four team in the NFC to the, in the AFC to maybe the number two team in the AFC off top. Um so I think it is something that they can make happen. If like I said if there's any team that would gamble on somebody like that, it'd be the it's not going to be Cowboys, so I think it'd be the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Um you know what I'm going to say love on this one as well because I think what Des Bryant needs is a consistent quarterback and a consistent offense that makes sense for him to be able to be a big time player again. I don't know if he's ever going to be like he was in the past. But I think not being the number one guy, having Antonio Brown there being the number one guy would be very helpful for him. Not even being number two, shoot. Des Bryant's not gonna see the top corner on every single team. He's gonna be put into an offense that that has a quarterback that can find him open and throw him open a lot more frequently than Dak Prescott's been able to do. I mean, ever since Tony Romo left, Des Bryant has not been good. So we have to put him back with a good quarterback, put him in a solid team that has a pretty, kind of a good safety net around it and a good offense around it. And I think he can flourish. Um, I don't think he would flourish with the Browns. I think he'd be – I just don't think he would fit. I, I agree he has to go to a contender to find a team that has a good quarterback. And I'm going to you one up, Rashad. If they get Des Bryant, I think that the Steelers would be the number one team in the AFC this year. It would be hard to argue that. Number one seed over the Patriots. So uh, I'll love it.
0: All right. Tally up everything here.
3: I think Rashad won this week. And the I winner. I hope so.
0: It's
1: been a couple of weeks. It is Mike Lynch. The winner is Rashad Taylor. Ah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Woo. Needed that. I'm selling. I, I, I can't lose again. Couldn't lose this. That'll be like three in a row. That would have been three in a row, but you yeah. would have won next week. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely winning next week <laughs> for sure. And especially if I'm on my own, if it's just Jesse and I, then yeah, I'm definitely going to take the dub on that one. All, All right. right. Yeah,
3: you, you had a couple set things you, we didn't get a chance to talk about. We couldn't talk about the Madden thing, couldn't talk about oh, the Hall of Fame. Okay. So if you want to do that, you can.
1: Coming up next, I'm boycotting Madden. Okay. We'll talk about it next. Right here, 1080 the fan.
2: Prime time with Isaac and Sue.
0: A prime asset at any party. Do you see the Russian fake death story? No, I oh, saw a journalist funny. that got shot. Yeah, well, he's not dead. Oh, really? No. Oh. Not dead. Oh yeah, I saw that a journalist to criticize Putin, which you don't do. Yeah. And then he was shot. He's an he... anti-Kremlin guy. No, they faked his death. Oh. This is all because he be discussed. Because he was gonna get shot. Okay, so the Ukraine, the guys in Ukraine. Yeah. Different from the guys at, at the Kremlin. Yes. Right. Because so the... they're separate countries. Yes. <laughs> it's like saying the guys in Canada slightly different than the guys in Washington. Yeah, I'd say so. So the Ukrainian guys. Yeah. Found out that there was a hit on the journalist yeah. because he didn't like he's an anti-Kremlin guy, Mm -hmm. and so they faked his death, and today it's back in the news because they rolled him back out. They're like, just kidding. The home of
2: primetime with Isaac and Sue, weekdays 3 to 7, 1080, The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: All that winning music. I think Rashad forgot that he was hosting. Glorious. Yeah, this is my son's favorite wrestling theme song. This is what he wants to listen to every day in the car. A little annoying, but... uh, I like it. Makes it. You know, I mean, you picked it for your own song, no, so yeah, you can't it, hate it that it's, much. It's, it's uplifting. Well, I mean, when you hear it as much as I do, then y- you would definitely understand. Um, for those of you who are gamers, much like Lynch and myself, um, well, I don't know if I'm really a gamer as much as I play sports games. And that's pretty much where it ends for me. Okay. Like, so you are more of a, uh, yeah.
3: you're like the basic gamer.
1: Yeah, well, base yes, sports games are where it ends for me. A lot, I'm a big fan a lot of, of
3: guys play sports yeah, games.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, like, mission games just because once you beat the game, it's like, oh, okay, well, so much for that. I don't want to play it again. Uh, but as far as sports games, I can play season after season, retire guys, make new ones, all that stuff. So, So that's always fun. Um, I
3: I have not played Madden a lot recently because they don't change very much anymore, so I kind of got tired of buying the new ones.
1: They add some nuances every year, but usually it's something like, and they keep taking stuff away, like the import player from college football to Madden, like that was groundbreaking. They took that away and that kind of... Well,
3: because the college football game got taken away. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, but that was before they took away college football. They stopped doing that and then it kind of sucked after that. But either way, I still play Madden. If anybody wanted that work, you could definitely get it. But now this year, I might be... Going ahead and boycotting. Um, so, for those of you who haven't heard, there's a rapper by the name of Big Sean. Uh, I believe Big Sean is signed to Kanye West uh, Good Music. And he has a song with um, YG and Nicki Minaj, Two Chains. And that song is called Big Bank. And it's uh, actually a YG song. And in said song, he references Colin Kaepernick. Um, Mind you, EA Sports, as they're preparing for the soundtrack, they kind of know that they're going to use the Colin Kaepernick line in the song. And so what did EA Sports do? They didn't find a new song. They just simply edited Colin Kaepernick's name out of the verse. This blew my mind when I saw this. Uh, it's, It's so crazy to me because, again, I can pick any song I want to. We can pick any song we want to. Let's pick the one song that they reference Colin Kaepernick, and then let's, on a football game, let's take the name out.
3: So, to me, it's one of two things. Well, to me, it's the same thing, but it could be two different things. I think the NFL said to EA, if you want our licensing deal to continue, you better not put his name in this game, right? I bet you, I guarantee if you create a player, Kaepernick's not a name you can use in the back of your jersey. Oh, probably not. Guaranteed. Um, So, I think this is all from the NFL. Again, furthering the case that they're colluding against Colin Kaepernick, which don't, I don't understand how they haven't won that, that lawsuit yet, uh, Kaepernick and his agent. And the other thing I think is maybe they did it intentionally. Maybe oh. they put this song in there just to bleep his name out intentionally that was as a slight to Colin Kaepernick.
1: And so then EA comes out with the following. Um, well, first Big Sean the uh, comes out on his Twitter, at Big Sean. It's disappointing and appalling that at NFL, at EA Sports um, took Colin Kaepernick's name out of my verse on Big Bank on Madden 19 like a curse word. Um, when he's not a curse, he's a gift. Nobody from a team approved any of this. EA responded with, uh, we made an unfortunate mistake with our Madden NFL soundtrack. Members of our team misunderstood the fact that while we don't have the rights to include Colin Kaepernick in the in the game, this doesn't affect our soundtrack. We messed up and the edit should never have happened. That's what they came out and said. So if the edit sh- shouldn't have happened, then who made the edit? Was it the NFL or was it you? Either way, we get it. The kid isn't playing. He's lost millions of dollars. He's essentially a pariah to most NFL franchises. Like, we get it. Don't don't drag his name anymore through the dirt by by doing this. This was This was a whole new level of petty and corny, even for the NFL.
3: It's, yeah, I agree with you on that. It was, well, it's it's not though. That's the thing. It's not petty even for the NFL. This is exactly what the NFL would do in this situation, but it is completely petty. <laughs> I I don't believe EA for a second. I don't. Oh, of course They got not. the backlash, so now they're
1: backtracking. You know what I mean? Of course not. So now my question is, do I actually go ahead and buy Madden? Because here's the cold part. I'm probably going to play it still. Um, okay. I don't know if I'm actually going to buy it. I'm really good at Madden, so I don't know if I'm actually going to buy the game. But it's little stuff like that. Like that's a that's a that's a jab for no reason. You know, like the, there was if you didn't really want to, you knew the song. Somebody and on the music team at EA Sports heard the song, knew they mentioned Kaepernick's name, and said, "Man, let's use this one." And the NFL is nothing like this. Oh, so we'll just bleep that part out. That was a, a poor move on whomever's parting. They should be kind of disappointed in themselves at that. That's 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 all I think. I mean, yeah. Not to get into this to this whole, you know, Kaepernick thing and where you know, I think most people kind of know where I stand on it,
3: but I just can't believe it's continuing. Like we, we already kind of know, and yet they're still sliding Colin Cap. Kaep- like we get it. He's not going to come back and play anymore because the owners colluded and said, "No, nah, we're not going to sign this guy." But
0: I mean, the song has his name in it. Let's just or let's pick a new song. It's all good. I, I just think the the one thing I can I'm going to try to take some good out of this and I'm going to I'm going to believe that this helps Colin Kaepernick in his collusion case. That This is a tipping point for him that they go, oh, no, there's definitely something going on here. Otherwise, this wouldn't happen. So I'm hoping and that, that's why
3: EA said it was a mistake. Yes.
0: For for the the good of what Colin Kaepernick is actually doing, not just for Colin Kaepernick, but for what he is trying to do. I, I hope that this turns out to be a positive for for his cause.
3: A reminder, if you missed it earlier in the show, we are once again doing Dirt and Sprague's Fantasy Football Leagues this year. Um, If you would like to be in Rashad or I's league, please text the better you today, text line 55305, your email address and uh, your first and last name. And we will add you to our leagues. You have to be at the draft. It is on August 22nd, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Location undecided at the moment. Uh, but you have to be at the draft. We'll be all at a table with laptops and drafting together. And it's a fun time. We've done it for a couple of years in a row. It really is fun. So if you'd like to do it with us, please text us your email address. Better you today, text line 55305. Or you can send it to our Twitters uh, at MikeLynch27 at TaylorMade503. And we will add you to the list. Thanks so much for listening. I'm out next week. Rashad will be here. NFC, AFC South previews. And then uh, the week after that, we'll be at Pumpkin Ridge. Oh, yeah, let's go. Um, for our annual trek out there on Sunday to do our Winco Foods Open, uh, Portland Open show on that Sunday morning. So keep listening to us. Much appreciated, and have a great rest of your Sunday.
2: Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! our <laughs>